Jesus enters Jerusalem where the crowds expect him to rise to power as king. It's Matthew chapters 20 through 22 and Psalm 68 here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. The prophecies of the son of David predict that a king will rise to power to shepherd the people of Israel. Jesus fits this description and, after waiting for centuries for this king, the people rejoice at the thought of a king rising to power to conquer their foes. What they don't realize is that Jesus won't conquer Rome or other nations, but he will instead conquer far greater foes like sin and death. The leaders despise Jesus and the praise he receives from the crowd. With jealousy in their hearts, they make every attempt to discredit the authority of Jesus. Matthew chapters 20 through 22 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, You also, go into my vineyard, and I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went. About noon and about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then about five, he went and found others standing around and said to them, Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they said to him. You also go into my vineyard, he told them. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, Call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired about five came, they each received one denarius. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more. But they also received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner. These last men put in one hour, and you made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. He replied to them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first last. While going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the twelve disciples aside privately and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. And on the third day, he will be raised. 
Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down to ask him for something. What do you want? he asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? We are able, they said to him. He told them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right and left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten disciples heard this, they became indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them over and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd demanded that they keep quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, Have mercy on us, son of David! Jesus stopped, called them, and said, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said to him, Open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they could see, and they followed him. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, See, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, then they tied their clothes on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven!
when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus replied, Yes, have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies? Then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. in the morning as he was returning to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. At once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I will also ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did John's baptism come from heaven, or was it of human origin? They discussed it among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the crowd because everyone considers John to be a prophet. So they answered Jesus, 
We don't know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, My son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered, I don't want to. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the man went to the other and said the same thing. I will, sir, he answered. But he didn't go. Which of the two did his father's will? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. But you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. He leased it to tenant farmers and went away. When the time came to harvest fruit, he sent his servants to the farmers to collect his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first group, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenant farmers saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? He will completely destroy those terrible men, they told him, and lease his vineyard to other farmers, who will give him his fruit at the harvest. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is what the Lord has done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will shatter him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew he was speaking about them. Although they were looking for a way to arrest him, they feared the crowds, because the people regarded him as a prophet.
Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out other servants and said, Tell those who are invited, See, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away, one to his own farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged, and he sent out his troops, killed those murderers, and burned down their city. Then he told his servants, The banquet is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go then to where the roads exit the city, and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out on the roads and gathered everyone they found, both evil and good. The wedding banquet was filled with guests. When the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. So he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him up hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to trap him by what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, We know that you are truthful and teach truthfully the way of God. You don't care what anyone thinks, nor do you show partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Perceiving their malicious intent, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. They brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this? He asked them. Caesar's, they said to him. Then he said to them, Give then to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. That same day, some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came up to him and questioned him. Teacher, Moses said, If a man dies having no children, his brother is to marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first got married and died. Having no offspring, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second also, and the third, and so on to all seven. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, then, whose wife will she be of the seven? 
for they all had married her. Jesus answered them, You are mistaken, because you don't know the Scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. While the Pharisees were together, Jesus questioned them. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, David's. He asked them, How is it then that David, inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord? The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how then can he be his son? No one was able to answer him at all, and from that day no one dared to question him anymore. Psalm 68 God arises, his enemies scatter, and those who hate him flee from his presence. As smoke is blown away, so you blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the righteous are glad. They rejoice before God and celebrate with joy. Sing to God, sing praises to His name, exalt Him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord, and celebrate before Him. God in His holy dwelling is a father of the fatherless and a champion of widows. He provides homes for those who are deserted. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious live in a scorched land. God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the desert, the earth trembled and the skies poured rain before God, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You, God, showered abundant rain. 
You revived your inheritance when it languished. Your people settled in it. God, you provided for the poor by your goodness. The Lord gave the command. A great company of women brought the good news. The kings of the armies flee. They flee. She who stays at home divides the spoil. While you lie among the sheep pens, the wings of a dove are covered with silver and its feathers with glistening gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in the land, it snowed on Zalman. Mount Bashan is God's towering mountain. Mount Bashan is a mountain of many peaks. Why gaze with envy, you mountain peaks, at the mountain God desired for his abode? The Lord will dwell there forever. God's chariots are tens of thousands, thousands and thousands. The Lord is among them in the sanctuary, as he was at Sinai. You ascended to the heights, taking away captives. You received gifts from people, even from the rebellious, so that the Lord God might dwell there. Blessed be the Lord. Day after day he bears our burdens. God is our salvation. Our God is a God of salvation. And escape from death belongs to the Lord, my Lord. Surely God crushes the heads of his enemies, the hairy brow of one who goes on in his guilty acts. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, so that your foot may wade in blood, and your dog's tongues may have their share from the enemies. People have seen your procession, God, the procession of my God, my King in the sanctuary. Singers lead the way, with musicians following. Among them are young women playing tambourines. Bless God in the assemblies. Bless the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is Benjamin, the youngest, leading them. The rulers of Judah in their assembly. The rulers of Zebulun. The rulers of Naphtali. Your God has decreed your strength. Show your strength, God. You who have acted on our behalf. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring tribute to you. Rebuke the beast in the reeds, the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples. Trample underfoot those with bars of silver. Scatter the peoples who take pleasure in war. Ambassadors will come from Egypt. Cush will stretch out its hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praise to the Lord, to him who rides in the ancient highest heavens. Look, he thunders with his powerful voice. Ascribe power to God. His majesty is over Israel. His power is among the clouds. God, you are awe-inspiring in your sanctuaries. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. 
This has been episode 75 of 242 episodes that we put out each year to take you through the entire Bible in less than a year's time. If you've been listening since episode one, that means that you're about 31% of the way through the Bible this year. We have two more episodes of Matthew left. That will be followed by a return to the Old Testament in the book of Judges, which honestly is one of my favorite books to read out loud. I hope that you'll stick around for that once you've finished Matthew. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. Music